You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Kay with Unleashed. I want to welcome you. And I'm so excited today because I have a special guest, Jean Bauer, Rhymes with Flower. She's an author, a speaker, and she has wonderful Bella, the therapy dog. Welcome, Jean. Thank you so much. Nice to be here. I'm so glad I read your book, and Bella is just, she's a beauty. And why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got her, and we could take it from there. Certainly. Well, I didn't plan in any way to have a therapy dog, but when we adopted Bella from a shelter in New Jersey, she was rescued from a dead dog beach in Puerto Rico, and we got her as a little four-month-old puppy. She was absolutely wild, and despite a lot of training and obedience and classes and whatnot, she was still pretty wild at age one. So our vet told me that she needed a job. And uh, so the job he suggested was agility training. So we did two years of that. And Bella started to compete. And we did, I think, three competitions. And then I think we both agree on this, Bella and I, uh, at least my feeling was it wasn't the right job for us which was kind of funny because I was working then in New Jersey as a career coach. So I was helping people with their careers and my dog had the wrong career. And a friend of mine said, you know, I really would like to have my dog become a therapy dog. Would you like to do it with me? And I said, sure. So that's how we started on this path. It was quite really accidental. And how is the training? Is it intense training? Well, it is. I mean, as training any dog is intense, in my opinion, but, you know, you have to go through basic obedience. Then you have to pass the Canine Good Citizen, which is the American Kennel Club test. And then the ultimate test is the therapy dog test, which is quite difficult because one of the things they're testing for is the dog's startle reflex. So they they drop pots and pans next to your dog. They bump into them with a wheelchair or a walker and they want to see what your dog does when you know when he or she is um, startled and Bella kind of looked at them like <laughs> you know can't you see I'm here what's what's wrong with you well uh, which- I read the book and I think Bella invented the word startled because I read how wild she was and yes you know how yeah. she terrorized the cat and oh yes but she must have really at some age settled down and you're right she needed a job she did need a job, and she needs to work. I mean, even, even now, Cheryl, at age 10, she knows the word work, and I say, Bella, you ready for work? And um, her ears, you know, just prick up, and she's like ready to go. So still, she has a huge amount of energy, not the crazy energy of a puppy, but she likes to go. She likes to go new places. She likes to be with kids or nursing home residents or hospital patients, and she's very interested in the, in the world around her. That's wonderful. That really is. And she must have the temperament for it. Well, she does. But, you know, I I go to this nursing home with my friend Deb and her dog Shelby. And Shelby is a nice, relaxed lab. And, you know, you could do anything to Shelby. And it doesn't really bother Shelby where Bella is much more sensitive and, and a little harder to work with as a therapy dog team. But I also think her gifts are amazing. And, and part of her gifts is her sensitivity. 
Wow. Because I remember in the book that she was she was sensitive on her head for petting, oh, yeah. I guess. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, she really doesn't like to be pet. Except the odd thing is, the minute I'm about to say that to a patient at the hospital, then they reach down and pat her on the head and she's just fine. So <laughs> I never know. Lots of times she is head shy. But other times she's just like, okay, whatever. You can pat me on my head if you want. So you take her to schools. Is it disabled children or is it just she's in a classroom to get young children? Because, you know, I believe I was raised with pets. My parents had a dog long before I was born. But I think it's very important for a child to have a pet. It teaches them loyalty and love. So, Oh, yes. So yes. what are the ages that, you know, of the school age children that you bring her to? Well, today, because I'm in New Jersey visiting my daughter, Bella went to two elementary school classes, two of my grandchildren. So these were just um, a second grade and a fourth grade class. So that was a, a huge amount of fun. So the children learned about what is a therapy dog? What do they do? What was the training like? And they get to meet Bella and Patter. And, but our week-to-week work is with special ed. And we either work one-on-one with the child or in the case of the middle school where we work now, Bella is with a group of about five eighth grade boys, and she just charms them. She has them all wrapped around her paws, and right. and she they toss the ball for her. They give her treats. They lie on the floor with her. They, but it's just she's oh, important. Oh, <laughs> she is important, and they just relax and have a great time with her. But they, I mean, if I miss a week, I am in trouble. They're like, why weren't you here? And this is so all they, volunteer on your part, correct? Absolutely. All volunteer. Yes. And, you know, in writing the book, so you would say that the training for a dog that would be like this is what, well over a year? Well, yeah, it depends when you start. I mean, you know, we got Bella at four months old, so you can't have a therapy dog unless the dog's a year old anyway, because it just takes that much time. But you know, Bella didn't really become certified till the age of five because we had done the two years of agility training and it took some time, but other dogs I think would be quicker. Okay. Now, as far as the book goes, there are other books on this particular subject, but you know, I think the fact that her face, her picture on it is just what, you know, if people are going to pick a book by a cover and then read what it's about and the fact that it says joy, so the word joy and she is just a beautiful, she has a beautiful face. She has out, she does. She has yeah. beautiful eyes. But in writing the book, what do you feel in, you know, writing this book that is different than some of the other books that have come out? Because you do go to a lot of different places, hospitals, schools, you know, I yes. think that's what's different. Yeah, well, what's different, what I really tried to do, Cheryl, was to, I read a lot of books about dogs and a lot of books about therapy dogs, and there's certainly some fine works out there. What I felt, though, was that there weren't books that really showed in depth the magic that happens with these dogs and how how smart they are and how, as a handler, as I'm called, you know, her, Bella's partner, her human partner, I think part of our job is to get out of the way because dogs know what to do. They really do, and they they read people so well. So I wanted to show whether it's with the school children, nursing home, cancer center patients, hospital patients, college students, Coast Guard cadets. We see a very diverse population. But I wanted to really show that magic, that the way a dog 
changes things and comforts people and makes them feel better because to me that's the magic of the therapy dog work i think that's wonderful we're gonna go for a break right now and we'll be right back okay time to call off the dogs we'll be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors Retrievers, Labradors, Goldens are the main breeds that come through our door, but we'll train anything with four legs and a tail. My husband and I own a kennel. We train hunting dogs and also have a boarding and grooming business. Our dogs, they're athletes, and we feed a very quality food. You can't get enzymes in a commercial dog food because they cook it at such a high heat that so much important nutrition is just cooked right out of it. But adding Dynavite to their diet has... Every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. <laughs> Dynavite's the bomb. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, we're back. What I want to um, ask you about, have you ever thought about, you know, with veterans? Because they seem to respond wonderfully to dogs. Of course, dogs that they could own themselves and give them comfort on a 24-hour or day-to-day basis. But, you know, veteran homes, even for the older vets who, you know, they have some of these uh, housings available for them. And have you done any of that? I haven't done it at, at a specific veteran's, you know, location, but I have actually visited quite a few veterans in the hospital. And in fact, one story that just really stuck in my mind was when I met this patient who was waiting to be discharged, and it turned out he was a Korean War veteran. And we just had the most amazing conversation about his service and what it was like to fight in that war. And the stories that people tell you when there's a dog there to just kind of relax them and unlock them and make them feel that this is a non-judgmental audience are amazing. So I, I'd be very happy to visit other veterans, too. Yeah. You know, I heard a story, it's a little similar, about one dog that was adopted from a shelter, and everybody that adopted the dog, the dog ran away and came back to the shelter. And this went on for many, many months. I mean, it was almost like they didn't even want to adopt the dog out anymore. And what it turned out to be was the dog was meant to be at the shelter because 
the dog made all the other animals because we know what goes on at a shelter, the barking, the crying. You know, it's not like in the movies where there's only one dog in a cage and everything. It's, it's, it's quite horrifying and, and very, very sad. But this dog seemed to calm all the other dogs and they just, you know, stopped trying to even adopt this dog out. And they realized that that was this dog's job to stay in the shelter and wow. all the other dogs that came in. She just brought comfort to them. It's You're right. Dogs do listen. And, of course, they're very, very special. Anybody who's had a pet. I have right now two cats. One is a Maine Coon who is very dog-like. But all of my dogs, they just have a certain, you know, a certain sense. They sense things. I mean, you know, if they don't like somebody or they feel danger or they sense danger, you know, the hair goes up. But Oh, yes. But the dogs that have the temperament to like everybody... They just watch. I mean, we've all seen those dogs that go up to, say, a child with Down syndrome or an autistic child that is terrified of everything, and the dog just walks right up to the child, and the child just accepts them. So there's there's something to be said for that. I want to ask you, now that Bella is 10, I don't think there's a retirement age for dogs. (laughs) <laughs> not that I know of, I, and not me either. I'm hoping, Cheryl. Is there any chance that you would consider adopting an adult dog and trying to train the dog with Bella now so yeah, Bella well, would have husband, a friend to do this with? Because in yeah. reading the book, when she started, she had that buddy when you lived in uh, Pennsylvania, yes, and did, she, yes. re- she really like took cues from them. Yes, she did. She learned a lot from Brandon, my friend Kathy's dog in Pennsylvania. Well, we do work with other therapy dog teams here. We work with my friend Deb, and the dog, her dog Shelby is in the book, but she now has a new dog named Ethel. So Bella and Ethel are working together at the nursing home. And then in the hospital, uh, we work with my friend Kat, and she has a dog named Wren. So Bella does get to be with other therapy dogs and work with them, and that's really her favorite because I think the other dogs give her reassurance and socialization. Yes, and she likes that a lot. We we have a cat, Henry, who is also in the book, and he thinks he's a dog. And so Bella has a great deal of fun with Henry. They curl up together and chase each other. And so she's not exactly an only child, but my husband volunteers at a shelter in Rhode Island, and um, I'm pretty sure it's only a matter of time before we have another dog. Right. And is she different at home? I mean, she knows when she comes home, this is totally different. She's different in the sense that she'll sleep more if she gets a chance, you know, right. finds a, a soft couch or a bed and she'll take a nice nap. But but she's very uh, active still with us. Or if a neighbor drops by or she sees the kids next door, she's just very connected to people and likes to find out what they're doing. And, and we walk her a great deal. So she's out. She's exploring. I think it's very important for a therapy dog to be a dog, too. Right. So, Any, uh, so do you go to parks, uh, dog parks and whatnot? I can't go to dog parks because Bella is afraid of a lot of dogs, and it, it doesn't go well. I have tried and tried and tried, and we hang out with the dogs she's not afraid of. But in the dog park, I mean, I think even Caesar Milan said they, that he didn't think that they were necessarily a great place because you get owners who really... Right. A, haven't tra- trained their dogs and aren't paying much attention to what their dogs are doing. Right, that's true. And, that is true. And for Bella, with all these issues she has from her early puppy days and in Puerto Rico, I just have to be a little protective and not 
you know, put her in a situation where she's terrified. They all come with baggage. It doesn't really matter what age because from what I've heard, up to six months is really when their personality, you know, really starts to be formed. But where she came from, I don't say where you got her from, but where she came from is a horrid place. It's a horrid. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. And the, and the fact that she survived, you know, is the first miracle. And then, you know, all the things it took. But, you know, when you look at the changes she went through in the first four months of her life, that's a challenging puppyhood. Yeah. Well, from reading the book, she really was wild. <laughs> she was. She was absolutely crazy. I mean, we had to have her on a leash in the house. She didn't know how to walk. She only flew. She flew through the air. She banged into things. She dug up the backyard. She uh, chased the cat. I mean, she doesn't have a mean bone in her body, but wow, you know, that terrier energy and drive is quite something to deal with. And, you know, looking at her face, it would be hard to say she's terrier. Well, yeah, sometimes you can see it, but you can see more the lab and the whippet. Yeah, definitely yeah, the whippet. Yeah. Whippet is my new favorite. I did a show on the whippet a few months ago. That seems to be making a comeback. They're such sweet and smart dogs. And oh, fast. My. And oh, yeah. fast. And, and so Bella, you know, I used to say when she was a little puppy, this is a dog who was born to run. And, you know, when I was thinking of a title for the book, I realized Joy Unleashed I meant it literally because I had to train her so that she could run off leash because there's no way I could run even half as fast as she wants to run. So in places that are safe, you know, trails in the woods and big fields where there's no cars, I can let her go and you can hardly see her. She's so fast. Right, right. They are fast runners. Yeah. Was it easier to get her comfortable with the children? Because I know in the beginning you did hospitals and you even did, you know, chemotherapy suites, which oh yes, which yeah. to me is really the best because, you know, they sit there for hours and it's a horrible thing that they're going through. And to have That's a right. dog, you know, just, just being there as comfort. But was it a transition for her to, you know, because children are smaller, children touch, children are quick. They, I'm not saying they pull the tails and things, but. Oh, no, but they can, yeah. Not every child has a dog or respects a dog. Well, I was lucky in that the first school that I went to, I was with an, working with a woman who had founded the dog therapy program at that school, and she was really so good at it. And so it was, I was one-to-one with each child. The children were very carefully selected. We didn't have any issues. Then the second school, I was working with an absolutely wonderful special ed teacher. In fact, she's the one who wrote the foreword to the book, and that was wonderful. And Bella just took to the kids. I mean, that really is her favorite population. And I jokingly call them her puppies because she just, she just prances down the, the hallways in the schools. And, you know, if a, if a classroom door is open, she pokes her head in, you know, hello, you want to see me? And <laughs> it's really cute. Is and, it easy uh, to get, you know, permission from school districts? I mean, is there a rigmarole no. or they have well, to, yeah. of course, they have to meet both of you because you're coming into a school. And well, I always yeah. think a hospital as well. Oh, yeah. In fact, I was staggered. The very first job we had when Bella got certified was in the hospital in Pennsylvania. And it took weeks before we could go in there because we had I had to have two TB shots. Then both Bella and I, I had to have photo IDs. Then I had to go to a volunteer orientation. And then there was mountains of paperwork. Obviously, they wanted to see her veterinary records, her certification as a therapy dog. It was, you know, you're a volunteer and you're thinking, wow, this is hard. Right. So 
so they do have to be careful. And the school, the elementary school that is in our um, close to where I live in Connecticut, it took me six months to get into that school because the principal was worried about children with allergies. And, you know, I finally convinced him that this really was not going to be an issue. We were not going to be near any children with allergies. And Bella would be working with the children that the special ed teacher selected and I mean, it was a huge hit. The whole school loved having her there. So I guess you're glad that this is your um, act two in life, that you get a lot of of joy from this to begin with. Because, you know, you went through a major change also. Yes, I lost my job. So, you know, and and it's kind of ironic, Cheryl, because I was a career coach and I'd helped thousands of people get over their job loss. And then, you know, and then it happened to me at age 65, which is not nice, you know. And I'm like, wow. And like Bella, I still have a lot of energy. So I wanted to do something. And I am still working because I, I work as a speaker. But this volunteer work is so much fun and, and so rewarding because I get to meet people and see how Bella affects them. Yeah, that is very important. Now, when you do your speaking engagement, do you bring her with you? It depends. Like tonight, I'm speaking at the Ridgewood Public Library here in New Jersey, and Bella will, of course, be there. But I also speak on career issues and burnout and some other issues, and then Bella is not there. Okay. Okay. So is there going to be an Unleash 2? <laughs> well, what I'm working on now is is a children's book version of Joy Unleashed. So we will see if this is still in the early stages, but for, um, you know, like children three to eight, that young age. I and, think that's uh, great. If you could get kids to read. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but she I, should get an award. This, that's right. I think she should too. And and this might be the kind of book that parents would read to a child, but still, you know, it would be a picture book with photographs or drawings or whatever. And so that's what I, my publisher is interested in that. We'll see how that goes. And, you know, I, I never know as a writer where I'm going next. It's exciting. And this is the first book you've ever written, correct? No, it's my third. My first two were on career issues. The first is called Eliminated Now What? So what do you do when you lose your job? And the second is called The Essential Job Interview Handbook. So practical, you know, books about careers, which is what I worked in for many years. So I have a question and you can answer it since uh, Bella can't speak. At least okay. where we, what is her favorite season? Oh, my goodness. Well, summer, because she loves to swim. And we're so lucky because we uh, right across from our house is a big field, and at the end of the field is a pond. So that's swimming place number one. And then in our neighbor, our neighborhood is on the edge of a saltwater cove because we're on coastal Connecticut. And mm-hmm. um, she swims in the cove. So she has two choices for her swimming opportunities in the summer. That is wonderful. Who doesn't like summer? And who doesn't like, and she loves mud too, I have to say. Mud. Okay. Mud. Oh yes, mud is wonderful. She rolls in it and thinks that this is great. And something about her fur, uh, five minutes later, she's as clean as a whistle. You wouldn't know, you just wouldn't know she'd rolled in the mud. It's funny. Well, she must be cleaning herself. I think she runs so fast, Cheryl, it falls off her. I mean, really, she, but she likes to roll in the grass. And, but she also really loves snow. So um, I'd say that probably winter is her second favorite. Because she looks like she's really a, a little bigger than a medium-sized dog. Yeah, she's 44 pounds. So I call her a compact size. You know, she's, uh, and she's all muscle and just incredibly fast. It's just, just a great dog to see run. So like 
at home. She relaxes. If you have a fireplace, she hangs out by the fireplace. I mean, she knows oh, no. how to. No. Well, she hates the fireplace because it makes popping sounds, and okay. and that's one of the many things she's afraid of. I think you know. I think at Dead Dog Beach, she heard a fair amount of gunshots, and so. She's afraid of the fire. She's afraid of the dark. She's afraid of wind. She's afraid of thunder. And July 4th must be terrible. It's the worst day of the year. It is the worst day of the year. We just, we have a thunder coat and we put it on her and we do what we can to distract her. But she just trembles through the I think the I park. saw something online and I have it on my um, Unleash page on Facebook that it's kind of like a little box. I mean, not little like a box, but the animal goes in there and it's got, you know, piped in music and... You know, oh. it's, I will I will find it and I will send it to you because well, you. I have a friend that they just had to drive. They just had to keep driving because where they live, it's just relentless and the dog just paces it. Even thunder. A lot of dogs don't like thunder, you know, oh, no. and the pressure yeah. for their ears. And this is something that you could pipe in. They have some training where... You know, if there's thunder, you know, before July 4th, of course, that you could try to get the dog involved in some other activity to take their mind off of it. I grew up with my girlfriend's uh, dog. It was a shepherd, and they had a place upstate on a lake and, you know, a tranquilizer. And, you know, they took the dog up there because the dog just went crazy. I mean, it's yeah. it's frightening. Well- it is frightening. I mean, Bella is scared, but I can usually, you know, uh, distract her with a tennis ball or if I get her moving. I have found ways to kind of help her work, work through the fear. And, and then I do put the thunder coat on her, which takes some of the edge off. That's wonderful. Well, yeah. I, I thank you for all the wonderful things that you do with Bella because, you know, that really does change a life and make and make a life a little happier, especially at the hospital, especially with children and little children, and start to go to um, more vets. I'm very big on uh, comfort dogs for vets. I think, you Wonderful. know, I, th- I, yeah. really, I really believe that, you know, these dogs in shelters could really make a difference. You know, it's just that they're very, very difficult and very expensive to train. I don't know why. I've seen some shows on it and done some research on it, and that's really where my passion lies. I know they have parrots for vets now to help them. Parrots are very social. And yes. they live very yes. long lives, and they do. And people, you know, either die or they move on, and they don't want. I read an article about a woman in L.A. who took over this place with all of the, and they're very social parrots, and yes. and vets came in there, and it really made a big difference. So I am very for that. So I really thank you and shake Bella's paw for me. I will, and, and I would you. love to have you on again, and I wish you much, much success with the new book, and you'll tell me all about it. Yes, and if anybody wants to learn more, it's just www.joyunleashed.org. And I will have it on my Unleash page on Facebook. And, um, you know, you did send me a video, and I will put that on as well. Thank you so much, Cheryl. It was a real pleasure. A real pleasure for me. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that. I think it's a wonderful thing to see how, you know, dogs could fit in different aspects of our society. And I hope to see you again. And remember to live life unleashed. Bye-bye. See you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand 
only on PetLifeRadio.com.